Welcome to Cover to Cover, a podcast featuring musical conversations about an album or song which has changed and enhanced someone's life. I am your host, songwriter Matt Tarka. Thanks for joining us today. We humans connect with the presence of music in our own unique way. As an artist, a concert goer, through our headphones, or as something that simply lives in our everyday background. Our guest today comes to us from Houston, Texas, and now Los Angeles, California. She is one Kendra Mickey of Kendra and the Bunnies. Kendra is a singer-songwriter, musician, a writer, an actress, and an author. We asked Kendra what she's currently working on creatively or what is inspiring her at the moment. And she let us know that she's currently working on an upcoming album, and in quotes here, of Thank You. It is a full-length album that will showcase new school folk Americana songs. In terms of what Kendra's favorite sports or activities are, they include playing guitar, writing, seeing live music, writing about seeing live music, hula hooping, the outdoors, poetry, and traveling. In terms of Kendra's favorite TV show to watch or stream, well, that would be It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Seinfeld, and 30 Rock. For our conversation today, we're going to be discussing all things Animal Collective and their album entitled Meriwether Post Pavilion. That, of course, is the name of a music venue halfway between Baltimore and Washington, D.C. in Columbia, Maryland. They began recording Meriwether Post Pavilion on February 1st of 2008 at Sweet Tea Recording Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, and it was later released for Domino Records. So without further ado, let's welcome our guest to the program, Kendra Mickey of Kendra and the Bunnies. Kendra Mickey of Kendra and the Bunnies, thanks so much for coming on the program today um, and spending some time with us here on, on Cover to Cover. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Matt, for having me on the show. I'm excited right. to be here and talk about this album. Nice. All right. We are going to be talking about Animal Collective and their eighth studio record titled Meriwether Post Pavilion. Um, Animal Collective is from the Charm City of Baltimore and just a short ride down uh, the uh, 95 corridor here on the East Coast. And uh, Meriwether is uh, it's in Columbia, Maryland, so not too not too far away from Baltimore. Um, Kendra, what inspired you to choose this particular record? Oh, my goodness. This record is one of my favorites of all time. It became known to me in, like, let's say – the middle of high school, maybe I was, I think I was just now turning 16, which meant that I had a car with a CD changer. So Ooh. I was glasses <laughs> driving in my car. And I love the fact that it's got like electronic undertones. So I could play it in my car with my friends and they'd be like, oh, cool. This is like a hip, like dancey style music. And yet the lyrics were so poetic and the artists are so eccentric. So, um, yeah, it hit me at a time of high school, which means that it, it's going to stay with me forever. Can you tell our listeners who might be unaware of Animal Collective who are the players that comprise the band? Yeah, so we've got A.V. Pear, Panda Bear, Deacon, and Geologist. Um, I love the fact that Geologist wears a, a headlamp while he's playing the MIDI and playing the keyboard. Um, and these are actually nicknames for themselves, not their actual names. A.V., of course, is David Portner. Panda Bear. Oh, yeah. Panda Bear is going to be Noah Lennox. And we've got uh, Josh Gibb as Deacon and Brian White as geologist. Um, Deacon, so he plays the guitar on a lot of their albums, which, so this one is very, like, MIDI heavy, and he was actually taking a break from the band 
for this album. So this one is just like primarily electronics with AV, Panda Bear, and Geologist. Very cool. We are talking with Kendra Nikki here on Cover to Cover with Matt Tarka. We're uh, dabbling into Animal Collective's eighth studio record titled Meriwether Post Pavilion after the concert venue just outside of Baltimore. And uh, Kendra, you alluded to uh, discovering the band when you were in high school at, at uh, 16 years of age. Um, did you discover them through um, through a playlist? Did you, you know, were, were you turned on to the band, you know, by friend or, or relative? Like, how did, how did you, um, how did Animal Collective uh, just become part of your, um, you know, just a musical um, right. discovery? So that's, yeah. that's a very cool question. So, Back in the day, you know, we didn't have Spotify playlists or whatever. So I discovered Animal Collective through a good, good old-fashioned mixtape. My friends had made me a album with a collection of, like, Sid Barrett's Octopus and Animal Collective's Did You See the Words, which is on a previous album to this one. Did you see – I love that album so much, too. Like, Did You See the Words on it, um, Flesh canoe and it's got like a more kind of folky rock vibe um so that what really gets to me is their lyrics so once i heard that song i kind of checked out what else they had in store they have just released um this album meriwether post pavilion and yeah i was i was hooked from the start um it's a really good friend of mine who gave me that mixtape too yeah his name is jt and I think about often how influential, you know, someone who I think is cool and also plays music, how influential that mixtape was on the type of stuff I listen to. So, like, branching out at, at the beginning of, like, my music listening career in my teenage years, I would listen to, like, Paramore or kind of, like, uh, Paramore or, like, classic rock, like, emo style or classic rock. So then I started to be, like, more eccentric, you know. I would listen to Black Moth Super Rainbow and just, like, stuff that was different and weird. I like to investigate those areas of thought that were different, you know, and that started in rock and then got amplified by this good friend I met, JT, who gave me a mixtape with, like, all these interesting thinkers on it. Hmm. And then later, and then later on, this would develop into like a love for like the Grateful Dead and hippie music as well, because I got tuned back in through like, you know, the writings of like Timothy Leary and stuff like that. So got a little eccentric. I would say Animal Collective. I think about this often. Animal Collective is like very eccentric and yet still tuned in in the way that like the Grateful Dead. And I hear a Grateful Dead song, I'm like, this song is so like relates to my life so well the themes are just like there like the the theme of like the wheel like the wheels keep spinning by uh lightning rod and it it just and then animal collective they present the same types of themes through um through their lyrics and yet it's coming from a different perspective and yet the same i go on a lot of tangents <laughs> that's all good we are talking with Kendra Mickey of Kendra and the Bunnies about um, Meriwether Post Pavilion, which is a record by Animal Collective. Um, Kendra, when you first heard this, you know, this offering from Animal Collective, um, did you later discover that this was in any way, shape, or form a, a departure uh, from, you know, some of their earlier records? Or do you think that they had kind of been building up to this particular sound? It's actually, okay, so it's a combination of the two. I would say that they were building up to this particular sound because after this album, you'll see with, like, Centipede Hertz or Centipede HZ that they continued to go down this electronic route, um, a lot of, like, audio samples and MIDI. And that kind of started with Meriwether Post Pavilion, where they're just, like, creating this entire soundscape to take the listener to Whereas in the albums before, like, for instance, with Fields and Sung Tongs, there's a lot of, like, natural instrumentation on it. 
there would be like acoustic guitar or like electric guitar and um, that are grounding the song in there. And then with Meriwether Pavilion, they kind of like branched out and, and rocketed off into the new sound for themselves. And they did bring in a little bit more, like Deacon did come back to guitarist for the following album, but they still kept with those electronic sounds uh, very much so. This feels like a good progression here to talk about some of your favorite tracks. Would you like to go by go track by track, or would you like to pick out a couple that you know you really enjoy and maybe even inform your music with Kendra and the Bunnies? Yeah, totally. I would love to go track by track with this album. It's so like ethereal and kind of out there. I feel like going through it track by track makes it more tangible. All right. Well, tell us about the opener, In the Flowers. Okay, cool. I freaking love this song. So we've got In the Flowers. I pulled up the lyrics right now, and I would say just from the very beginning, it's so intriguing. They have like this upbeat kind of harrowing sound and then it goes into like it takes you into the world and so it brings you to the idea of like a dancer and um it's saying you know to feel envy for the kid who would dance despite anything i freaking love that lyric the fact that i can picture someone who i've had those moments so many times where you know i'll be at a concert or whatever and I'm dancing and then I have like a thought and I'm just like oh shucks and it kind of takes the wind out from underneath my sails and so to hear this lyrics it's like my mind gets lost feeling envy for the kid who danced despite anything it's just like oh my gosh that's such a good feeling because I've also on the flip side of things had those moments where I'm dancing and just not a care in the world um and then at the end of the song they're saying um they say, you know, I the whole thing of the song is to come into the flowers, and then they're saying, I left flowers for you there. So it's kind of like bringing in this idea of love letters across time. So it's like if we could go into this dreamscape and just dance and have no worries and no worry of time or anything, that would be fantastic. And yet at the same time, um, this is a little bit of a dreamy place, so I left flowers for you there because I had to keep going because time exists. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, shimmering kind of finger-picked guitar in here. And um, I I felt like I heard the sound of, well, not just scratching noises, but kind of a sound of a dishwasher that was adding, you know, just like some really cool texture to what was happening in the rhythm. And, uh, you know, they're, they're certainly kind of treading into some, sort of Pink Floyd territory and influence. And, you know, when you mentioned this this mixtape that was given to you by a good friend, you know, just yeah. made me think about Sid Barrett and how, you know, Animal Collective and, and Sid Barrett would, uh, you know, fit very uh, closely on one side of a tape. Oh, it's so well. There's even a Ween song on there, Happy Colored Marbles. And I was like, wow, this yeah. is so um, different than anything I've ever heard. I like the fact that you know, those audio samples, it adds, like, a feeling of, of, you know, music is everywhere. When I hear, like, w- walking on the street and I hear, like, the way that the, um, I don't know, just, like, the timing of car horns or, or the wish of the wind, it all just seems to be in, like, perfect tempo for for some sort of relative time and I think the animal collective brings me back to that idea that you know music is everywhere even in things that are not technically considered music absolutely just sort of little fortunate accidents that are pervasive in the universe can just trigger some fun creative thoughts you know when you you get into the studio and it's cool because underneath like these tracks they've got like this repetitive drumming kind of rhythm to it it almost it reminds me of like a drum circle native american ceremony and i'm pretty sure that animal collective is influenced by this type of culture or maybe 
of the of the native culture because they have like when I first started to get turned on to them, they had like these photos of them in like animal ma- masks and like with face paint and stuff like that. And so when I heard this album, I was like, wow, they're bringing into and I feel like they're probably highly influenced by like you know trance drumming and like I feel like their album has a very ceremonial feel. Interesting. Yeah. I, and I like that, too, because so the feeling is like I'm getting, like, into this trance, and then at the same time, all the overlaying sounds on top of that keep me, like, consciously listening, too. Very cool. We are talking with Kendra Mickey here of Kendra and the Bunnies from Los Angeles here on Cover to Cover with Matt Tarka. We're talking about Animal Collectives, record titled Meriwether Post Pavilion, and uh, from In the Flowers, we move on to the second track called My Girls. What are you, what, what's your take on this track? So this is probably one of the um, most popular tracks from this album. It's very kind of upbeat, and it's just, it's got this, like, mainstream kind of sheen to it. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, since it's very eccentric, it is as mainstream as you could ever classify it while still being totally different and Weird. Um, the lyrics for this one are, um, I don't care about material things. I just want four walls and adobe slabs for my girls. So it's like, you know, um, I just care about the bare, like the real essentials of life and my girls. So like my family too. And it's very upbeat. And it's got like this do do woo. It's almost got like an anthemic vibe to it as well. Totally. From a production point of view, it reminded uh, me at least a little bit of um, Pet Sounds. The oh, Beach Boys. Yeah. Really? Yeah. When you okay. mentioned Sheen, I yeah, my my thought initially for some reason went to the you know mid '60s Beach Boys for one reason or another. Really, um, really experimental in the studio. Right. I could totally I could totally see that correlation. Following. Um, Excuse me, follow, following my girls, we have a track, I believe, called Also Frightened. What's interesting mm-hmm. about this record, you know, just an observation, is one track kind of bleeds into the next. There isn't, you know, some hard stop, you know, in any way, shape, or form. It's it's like one continuous motion of sound that you are experiencing. Yeah, I love their, I love their transitions in between. I think... It's called the idea of like a concept album where there's a story arc that goes through all of it and with the transitions in between. I, I love that because it gets me excited to listen to the whole album cover to cover instead of just by track. And I would say, I guess My Girls would be the only track that gets often like picked out as the one to stand alone. So Also Frightened has that like dance ceremonial vibe underneath that I mentioned. And then I love the fact that it's, um, I mentioned that I love lyrics so much. So I've been a poet and known about it for quite a few years. And so I'm always like so intrigued by the um, lyrics. So like also frightened is saying like, um, are you also frightened about all of this craziness in our society? You know, even with like, current events or whatever sometimes I just want to hear the like compassion and empathy when I'm feeling like hey is this like a lot to handle like are you also frightened doesn't mean it's going to be like all consuming and you know I'm consumed by fear but it's just kind of like a reassuring comfort like if I turn to someone else I'm like hey are you also frightened and they're like I am also frightened and it's like okay great then I'm okay, you're not, you're, yeah, you're, yeah. It's not yeah, just it's, me, you know? Right. <laughs> um, so that's what this track is so comforting about for me. Um, and then I like the fact that in the chorus it will it, it be just like we're dreaming. Because um, it's like, I don't know, there's been so many moments where it's like, I get almost, well, I get deja vu. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is exactly where... I'm supposed to be at the exact time. And this moment feels like I've felt this moment a million times before. And there's, there's a comforting factor of that, too. Absolutely. This yeah. idea of, you know, will it 
just be like they're dreaming? Will it just be like I'm dreaming? Yeah, there's a sense of, I, I hesitate to use the word validation, mm-hmm. but the fe- the feeling that you're not completely isolated in the world or some sort of metaphysical plane. True. That is so true. And, like, the, you know, because so many times it's like, well, you're not alone in a way of feeling. Like, you're not alone. And it's like, well, sometimes, you know, sometimes I am alone. It's like, mm-hmm. no, but you're really not. And so that's super comforting as well. You know, the, I think they're diving in. I like this about Animal Collective, too. They dive into, like, this spiritual plane and are poetic about it. So it's it's just, like, little bits and pieces, like little glimpses under the veil without hmm. them going they're being blatant about yeah. it, but also not being super blatant about yeah. being so spiritually sound. So interesting. After Also Frightened, uh, we segue into a track called Summertime Close. And um, this is a darker and eerier type of tune. There's a real thumping kick drum and um, kind of some, like, like uh, fun staggered sort of bass notes that you're hearing from the keyboard. What uh, what say you about this track, Summertime Clothes? So I think this track is saying a few different things. The first thing I was thinking of as like a producer standpoint is it's obviously one of the darker tracks on the album, and yet it's titled about summertime. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, summertime – as far as music goes, it's probably going to have like an upbeat type feel to it. Summertime anthems, summertime songs. And then you go into this song and it's just like, it's so hot. (laughs) This song just like (laughs) describes being hot so well. Sweet summer night and I'm stripped to my sheets. Forehead is leaking and my AC squeaks. A voice from the clock says, you're not going to get tired. My bed is a pool and the walls are on fire. And I, okay, I will admit this, I never realized, like, till like, last week or, like, two weeks ago that this is the, the description of being really freaking hot yeah. at your place in your bed during the summer with, like, terrible AC. Yeah. But how, okay, so then later on in the song they say, um, too much on my mind and it spills outside. So I always kind of thought of it in that way of, like, having too much on your mind and so the clock on the wall says you're not going to get tired and then I I realized this is they're just being so descriptive about what it is to be hot and so Mm. it's got this like paradox of like this is a summertime song and it's um, got some underlying misery to it Yeah. and then then a sense of freedom because then the chorus is and I want to walk around with you um um, rip off your sleeves and I'll ditch my socks. So it's like let's let's break away from this. Let's let's gather up our freedom. And so it is a summertime song, but it it it's got like a looming feel to it. I've been curious as to what they mean by purple young. It says with the purple young and you're sleeping soon, and I want to walk around with you. Do, you, do we have any idea what they mean by purple young? Yeah, so I actually do, um, potentially. So purple is a theme that they've used in a few of their songs. You've got Purple Bottle, which was on um, feet, uh, Sung Tongs. It was on feel or sung, Feels or Sung Tongs, which are more of their like, acoustic-y kind of albums, where they've got mm-hmm. acoustic elements in it. So Purple Bottle is a, is a love song. So I think this is a loving way of referring to someone. Like, you're just, when you yawn, it's so, it reminds me of why I love you. So, this is also maybe a little bit of a love song, too, because it's like, you know, I want to dance, walk around with you. We're talking with Kendra Mickey here of Kendra and the Bunnies on Cover to Cover. We're talking about Animal Collective and their record, Meriwether Post Pavilion. And uh, after summertime close, uh, we have a track here called Daily Routine and kind of them dabbling into some sort of prog rock, like, uh, like, yes. Um, just kind of the way it shimmers a little bit. It felt yeah. 
me like I'm sort of like riding very slowly on a passenger train in this warped, dreamlike state. And as we're talking about dreams in some previous tracks, this felt like a really, like really cool sequence here. So they're like pretty heavy. That's what I, that's what I also like about their um, songwriting is that it's super heavy. It's like this 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 song starts with, you know, it's already titled Daily Routine. So they're talking about you know your daily routine. So the, the song starts off just a sec more in my bed. I love that so much because they're not like just one more second, just one sec. Which what that signals to me is that they know that they have their listeners listening and they're dedicated to getting the message across versus making sure that it's uh, they know that their listeners can understand what they're saying just a sec more in my bed because it's it's like brief you know not everyone is going to notice a word that's been cut down you know what I mean because as a songwriter I'm like well I'd like to use this like I don't know acronym or or word that sounds like another word you know but are they going to know I mean like I'm playing on the fact that it's like right with an R versus right with a W, and it's like, how are they going to know? And so no. I think that's pretty confident <laughs> to just say just a speck more yeah. in my belt. Yeah, you're in the midst of some sort of literary conversation. Just, you know, instead of saying hold on, you know, you know, in, in yeah. some kind of like weirdly imperative way, just you're, you're in the middle of something, just, just a sec, just a sec. Yeah, their thought processes are so great because then it's just stuck more in my bed. I hope my machine's working right. Like, that is so visceral. Just, okay, just one more second, which is really as many more minutes as I can get asleep as possible. I hope my alarm clock's working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I still want to stay asleep, so I'm not going to check that it's working. Hmm. I bet it is, you know. Um, and um, it's got, like, this pulsating sound underneath. And um, I like the fact that this whole album just, like, jives. It feels like there's an underneath rhythm that's going on throughout the whole thing. And then and then later on when we get to the other tracks, it kind of, like, slows down. It's just it's so good. It's, it's one of those albums to just listen to all the way through. Yes. It's an event. After uh, Daily Routine here, we have a kind of – Bring in your step kind of song called Bluish, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, what do you what do you think about Bluish? That's funny. So this is probably a, a lot of people like this song. I would say it's very relaxed, and I think the melody carries this song. Um, my brother is a fan of Bluish, the song. Um, mm-hmm. I mentioned that because I, like I said, I was listening to this album in high school time. And so he was listening to it. And since it, it was and is one of my favorite albums, I'd talk to him about it. And he would mention the song um, Bluish. I think it's relaxed, and I think it's a perfect, perfect song for the middle of an album. Like, it keeps the listener hooked. And I think it's also a little bit of a, a love song, too. I love the line in here, claw me like a cat, I'm beaming. I like the way you squeeze my hand. <laughs> pulling me, pulling me into, yeah, pulling me into another dream, a lucid dream. Oh, I don't know God. why. That just, that's, that's just a really, just great. I just, I love the imagery here. The imagery is great, and I like the fact that it starts with the verse, "I'm getting lost in your curls." You know, right. it's just it's so intimate. After bluish, we have a track here called "Guy's Eyes," and. uh this one, you know, it was another sort of like song that reminded me a little bit of uh, like Beach Boys, circa Pet Sounds, for some reason, just in terms of vibe and and texture. What a what, what do you think about this song? Um, yeah, so this is a little bit in line with some other Animal Collective songs I've done. Um, the song. What if I asked you to make funny faces with me in the mirror of the bathroom? What song is that? I think it's, I think it's Flesh Canoe. Okay, so they have this um, other song that they, the lyrics are, you know, it's kind of a love song and a coming-of-age tale. And it's like, what would you do if I asked you to make funny faces with me in the bathroom? Which is meaning, like, seeing each other 
in a mirror, like mm-hmm. very vulnerable. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I feel like this reminds me of that song because it's talking about like, I just want to be able to do what my body wants to do. And yes. I want to show that to my girl. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> and then I guess reading the lyrics out now, I'm realizing it more. And then it's like, need her. You know, that's, it's yeah. fine. And it's a nice way to say what they're saying. Yeah, there, there's there's a lot of tension that's built into this song for sure. Yeah, yeah. and it's it's cool too because they continue with their type of style for presenting these ideas. You know what I mean? It's still like so much in the style of not only the album but them as a band. You know, they you know because there's the approach. Well, I'm going to write a very vulnerable love song about how I need a particular girl in my life. And it's like, sometimes you can like maybe modify the genre or like do the genre to match like, okay, well, we're going to do a love song like this. And this is like still in the same midi crazy genre as before. And, hmm. you know, so it's like, it's funny cause you know, okay. So there's like, there's like a rock star and he's got like his girlfriend and he's singing like, you know, uh, white snake to her, you know, it's like it's singing like that's his, or every rose has its thorn. Like that's his style of love songwriting for his, for his gal. And then this group, yeah. I imagine like just a totally different type of gal, you know, he's like, Hey babe, I wrote a love song for you. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> like this kind of crazy arpeggio, um, descending a loop that's like, mm. need her, need her. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Very authentic. Yeah. Very authentic. yeah. We're, we're talking with uh, Kendra, Kendra the Bunnies here on Cover to Cover with Matt Tarka about Animal Collective's um, record, Meriwether Post Pavilion. And uh, after Guy's Eyes, we have a tune called Taste. And, uh, the first the first verse really intrigued me in the sense that, you know, it starts off by the singer singing, will you sign my taste? Kind of an odd phrasing, you know, and um, I wonder if he's talking in any ways about, you know, meeting a girl and, you know, expressing oneself through sign language. Oh, that's a very interesting concept. Will you sign my taste? Am I really all the things? Yeah, that are outside of me. Like, is there another way of expressing these vulnerable feelings or emotions that I have? Uh, Yeah, I think, like, it's the concept of, like, how will I know that it's you while also saying, will you sign my taste? I just want to say how how will I know you? I have, I have to say, I think this is potentially, it's hard to pick a favorite. I was going to say My Girls or In the Flowers, but I really think that Taste is ranking on my favorites list for this album. Um, it's got like a very interesting way of drawing the listener in, as well as, yeah, it does bring in the theme again from My Girls. I like their clothes and their china plates, but what I really want is a simple place with no flashy clothes because you can't eat those. (laughs) (laughs) This one is perplexing. The idea of going from taste to what I really need in life is perplexing. I haven't caught the metaphor in between the two yet. Yeah, that would be very interesting to listen to them back to back. Or maybe it's like the taste of... um, you know, like how you decorate your house or like how you live your life. Like what? Yeah. Like I'm a minimalist, uh, you know, no flashy yeah. clothes because you can't eat those. Yeah. Um, C- craving simplicity in some way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Only mod pretend to like the clothes you showed to me. Something in my heart can tell me it's a weakness. <laughs> Maybe you, would, yeah. Maybe you would have more luck playing those tasty games. Right. But me, I called and called and never heard from her again. Right, right. Like maybe the gal was a little superficial. 
Yeah. Um, and then at the end, it says, or throughout the song, it says, am I really all the things that are outside of me? Oh, this is about materialism. And, um, but also at the same time, like, realizing we're all one. You know, because it's like the concept, like, okay, we're all one, but it's like, then that means that I'm all of my surroundings. So I think it's a, a little bit of a philosophical song. Yeah. Then also talking about materialism. So I guess yeah. that's how taste comes about the name of the song. Yeah, and, and are people in my in my uh, sphere categorizing me as all of these things that I may or may not agree with? Right. That's interesting. Um, that's always weird to think about. Like, I'm all of these things that I think about myself, but there's a whole different laundry list of what another person thinks about me. I wonder what it is they think about me. Yeah. Things that you have no, you know, perhaps no control over. It just happens to be, you know, within your, you know, could be within family, could be close friends. It could just be like just general geography that you get associated with. It's, yeah. It's really, it is philosophical. I totally agree. Right. I mean, there's also so much about what a place, like where where a person is, what that means about them as an individual and as a character. So since I am a writer, too, and an actress, I think about, like, okay, well, what does this mean about this character, the fact that they live in Los Angeles, and, like, which neighborhood do they live in, and what does that say about them? Who did they hang out with? You know, you're, the, you're, you're a combination of your five closest friends. Um, where, where do they like to hang out? And so it's, it is really kind of, am I all those things that are outside of me? Talking with uh, Kendra of Kendra and the Bunnies here on Cover to Cover and uh, following Taste on Animal Collective's Meriwether Post Pavilion, we have a tune called Lion, as in the animal, Lion in a Coma. And uh, we're detected a little bit of Beatles influence here, specifically Tomorrow Never Knows. It, it, it's got some really cool imagery in here. Um, I'm wondering, yeah. I'm wondering wh- which Chinatown he, you know, the the uh, main character is referring to here. If it's back to their days on the East Coast, or if uh, they they might be talking in, you know, just about another section of the country. Right. That's interesting that you point out that it reminds you of the Beatles because you know the lion is in the crest of England, is it? Yeah. It, it, yeah. yeah. Um, so you know, there's just the. I mean, there's that tie. I don't know if there's Chinatown in England. Um, this song is one of the songs that I think is up for deciphering. Um, obviously, with the chorus, it says the wilderness up in my head. So that's like very, um, you know, that's a great hook, and it makes sense. The wilderness that's up inside my head. So it's like confusion but also like freedom and like choices and and being able to <clears throat> be in the own be in your own wild west because no one's technically telling you what to do what to think about yeah but then at the same time that creates just this like wild west of mental roaming land i think this song might be a little bit about anxiety or a similar word because he's saying, you know, he's talking about his nervous tics uh, in the first verse. Yeah. And then he's saying, my cheeks are chewed down to the bit. I know that game for sure. And that has anxiety written all over it. Same here. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that since these, since these artists are so stinky-feely, they tend to err on the side of philosophical and getting into those realms of like proposing questions. So I'm always discovering new things when I'm listening to their stuff. Um, yeah. And they, they do carry on like a little bit of their own story. Like another thing that I've noticed about songwriters too, is like when they write from a more personal place, it's like, wow, this person is telling me about like this time that they traveled with their best friend across the country and then yeah. they met three specific people and this is the story of that. And it's like, 
I'm getting just a brief little glimpse of this story that's written about these actual people. And this is like in their life, like it's real. And I feel like there's a little bit of that in here. Um, Yeah. I'm wondering if there's, if the uh, main character is singing about three friends independent of the band uh or three friends within the band that have experienced all these incredible things, you know, in their, uh, in, in their professional music career. And in some ways it seems like it's a reflection on the landscape of creating art has changed in some way. Like we, oh, you know. oh my gosh, this is precisely about the band and their experience about creating music in the music biz. I'm so glad you pointed that out. My three best friends so casually just letting go so joyfully. And if I let my spirit, da, 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 and then you go down a little bit and it says, and keep my faith in sound and song. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of that, it's like, will it divide us as friends? Hmm. Yeah. And we'll make up, which reminds me not to leave them back inside. That's, that's heavy. Yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. See, they're giving us an entire glimpse into their thought process and their relationship with each other as a band casually. Very cool. Yeah. Um, and then lying in a coma, I guess the imagery of that is like, okay, a lion, if they're asleep, then you should be like, oh, geez, there's a lion over there. It's asleep. Let me not wake the lion. But if there's a lion over there in a coma, are you still mm. scared of the lion? Mm. Probably like not as much as you would be. Yeah. yeah. Are you going to like weigh the options? Like when's Homie going to get up out of the coma or like the implications of that? So lion in a coma. I I often think that um, Lion plays a double entendre here, Mm. too. Yeah. This is, is, sorry, um, this song also influenced um, the long-form poem that I wrote, where I said, um, at the end of the poem, I said, in a comma, I lay dormant. In a coma, I become an astral expert. So it's like... Since I'm a writer, I'm very a po- poet. I'm very mm-hmm. particular about where I put the commas. Mm. If there's too many commas, it takes away from the, um, you know, the 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 power of another comma. If there's too many, then then it's like well, I just saw a comma. This one seems out of place. But if they're precisely placed and well thought out, then the comma ha- ha- holds so much power and like pause and depth to it with an unnecessary comma. So so I anyway, this song has influenced even some of my work too because it, what does it mean to know where to put power? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of truth to that because when you remove a comma, you're grouping a bunch of really, you know, important and powerful ideas together. But when you, you know, when you put that comma back in, you want that idea to really stand alone and have its own um, power and personality. Right. Don't even get me started on semicolons. I take it you're not a fan of the Oxford comma. The Oxford comma, which is a semicolon, right? Uh, No, an Oxford comma usually comes right before the word and. Oxford comma, a comma used... After the item of list or three or more items, um, so you go. Oh, I love the Oxford comma actually. Okay. That's funny. I don't like an Oxford comma before or, but I do like an Oxford comma before and in a series of items because I mean. Okay. And so that one is because of the format, like the visual format. So if you're Mm -hmm. doing like a list of things. Uh, my mind is reading it as a list. You know, I'm going uh, – Karen went to the grocery store, and she got eggs, milk, and bread. My mind is reading that as a list. So when you don't put the comma before the ands, my mind is like, it's out of balance. <laughs> <laughs> Where I stand on Oxford commas, but if it's an or, then I think it's like, well, it's, it's just a two-letter word, O-R, 
and then you're adding a comma. Like it doesn't it doesn't need a comma there. No, it doesn't. Two other word. <laughs> because everything is optional. It's a personal have... bias. <laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> we are we are talking about all things animal collective and commas with Kendra of Kendra and the Bunnies, specifically about a record known as Meriwether Post Pavilion. And uh, after a track called Line in a Coma, we have a song called No More Running, which features a lot of kind of like plunky piano and maybe some kettlebells. And um, I, I don't know, did you did you hear like these like really gorgeous angelic kind of harmonies uh, with sort of like ruffling of newspaper on a wet street corner kind of vibe? Oh my song? gosh, this song is so great. So it's the perfect resolution to the end of the album and it's just yeah it's just a nice smooth transition um i definitely hear like the bells dun, yeah. Dun, dun. yeah it's kind of like a um like after the show like nice walkout music yeah. yeah you know um the ruffle of newspaper on the side did you say a wet street like yeah just like a wet street corner like kind of like the pounding of footsteps you know that you might hear when it's raining outside yeah they also had some water elements and audio samples er earlier in the album too i'm going to listen for that next time i listen to this album that's that's so particular and i would okay so animal collective has done a bit of video work they normally do a few videos from songs on their album like they did a few videos for for this album and mm -hmm. and for all their other ones um they've even done they did a short film titled odd stack a little bit ago which was very oh. freaking experimental it was like whoa almost like creepy experimental they air on that side of almost creepy experimental sometimes um i would love to see like sometimes when i listen to an album that I love so much. I'd love to see like a full um, presentation of this in video to see like where they're coming from and what the true story is. So like for In the Flowers, I imagine like we zoom in from like a landscape shot and it's like spring. It's like, it, it's like spring. So it's about to get, um, Maybe it's like autumn where the the tall grass is like still green, but it's becoming yellow and, and kind of like preparing for winter. Um, and mm -hmm. you zoom in and there's just like a dancer there. Um, that's how I picture the, vid the video starting. And then, yeah, so lying in a coma into no more running. I mean, I think it would be a perfect shot at the end of this to have someone on the side, like a, a shot of newspaper on the side of a post-rain street corner. I think People we're walking through the puddles. <clears throat> Maybe the first person from the first scene, whether they're a main character or not, we bring them back. That would be a cool music video right there. Yeah. We'll jot it down. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll pitch it to the group. Um, I also like the fact that No More Running is like a resolution of the story themselves, like, whatever they talked about, they're like, hey, but but no more running from my mind. Mm -hmm. dun, 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 dun. I'm looking at the lyrics real quick. Yeah. Instagram show. But I know that it's no more running, says my mind. All mm. this movement has just proved your kisses are too fine. Hold the harmony that I see, friends I once had to turn their thoughts away from me. No more running. Oh, my gosh. It's like a, a, I've got to breathe. Yeah, so it's like that moment in time when one decides, well, this is who I am, and I'm just going to be who I am completely and amplify yeah. that. No more running from or putting on a mask or um, mm -hmm. trying to be someone else, et cetera, et cetera. And then I love in the chorus that it says, Oh my gosh, it's so great too. Did you mention the harmony? I think too. It's uh, what I hoped yeah. for. When I yeah. say it's what I hoped for, and there's just this like harmonic kind of angelic build. Yeah. 
Yeah. So good. That, that's such a cool line in the chorus. I mean, no more running, well, lock my bones and trip my feet. It's, it's, it's somebody imploring some, you know, this person to, you know, slow everything down, uh-huh. you know. And then in the previous verse, you know, you, you have that image of a back porch, you know, and a fire, a firefly lit tree. I mean, there's a, certain, there's a certain stillness there that you're experiencing as, as kind of the pre-chorus to this really angelic chorus, you know, whatever, whatever it takes to slow me down, this is, this is really what I need to do to be present. In, right. That's in many cool ways. Too. Because it also says in verse two, they sing, will you lose your faith in me? So it's like, if mm-hmm. I calm down on, and, and like, I know who I am now and there's no more running or overcompensating or trying too hard or anything, will you Will you still have faith in me? Because it's almost like sometimes in relationships or friendships or whatever, it's like I give so much so that they know that I care. It's like, well, if I just kind of, you know, become myself and and sloth away the the excess of my character, are you still going to know that I care? Because I do. I'm just being myself. Right. Yeah. And can you appreciate, you know, me being my true self right now? Yeah. Totally. You know, because it's made because it's making me happy. Are you going to be there? Or are you going to turn away from me? Right. And it's okay if like if people turn away because they do say in the previous verse, friends I once had turned their thoughts thoughts away from me. Which mm-hmm. when I first read that or hear that, it's like um, maybe it's not negative because it's like turn their judgments away from me. Yeah. Yeah, so like focusing on oneself to a certain extent, but still being part of a collective. Oh, just use the word collective in a sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Be self, but collective. (laughs) Then a collective. (laughs) Yeah. We are talking about Animal Collective's record, Meriwether Post Pavilion here with Kendra, Kendra and the Bunnies. And, uh, the closing track of this record is a tune called Brother Sport. What do you think about this as, as the closer here? Oh, my um, gosh. I, I totally yeah. forgot that Brother Sport was last. Um, okay, Brother Sport is a really popular song, too. This is one I actually did a um, music video to. It's a little weird. I remember, like, um, globs of paint and, like, big bubbles. Oh, there was a little kid in it, too. Okay, this one is, how to describe it? Um, okay, so what I'll mention is one of my favorite poets is Walt Whitman, and he has a verse in his book, Leaves of Grass, or Song of Myself, and it says, loaf with me on the grass, loosen the stops from your throat. So it's like, come hang out with me outside and relax, loosen the stops from your throat, right? And talk about whatever you need to talk about. So then at the beginning of the song, they say, open up your throat, which I believe stands for speak your truth and let time, all that time go. Very cool. And, and, And speak for yourself because it's, and maybe even grow up, it says, I know it sucks that daddy's done, but try to think of what you want. You've got to open up open up, open up your throat and let all that time go. Right? Like growing, and it's called Sport Brother. Oh, okay. So then later on, a sense of camaraderie and speaking up for um, one another and being there for each other Mm -hmm. and to help you shape the way you play, um, like life and stuff like that, the way you treat other people. Right, you know, and, and this bringing up of uh, conservative habits of the mind, is that, I'm wondering if that's just, you know, implying for, for this person to just get out of their comfort zone, you know? Uh-huh. Just, sim- just simple as that. Like, you know, this character, you know, was, you know, waxing nostalgic about, you know, growth of, again, perhaps hypothetically growth of, you know, the band and how the creative process used to work. Oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe things are, you know, because they're working a little differently, there might be people who are kind of stuck in their ways about how to 
to build something, again, the foundation of something, whether it's a song or other, and yeah, maybe they're working as, um, you know, with an odd amount of parts, and, you know, the idea of trying to create something feels a little daunting. Right. Whether it's, you know, camaraderie, community, whatever. I think that's pretty cool. Um, conservative habits of your mind. Yeah, I like the idea in creativity. You've got to go to those unventured two places mm-hmm. versus conservative habits of your mind. Mm-hmm. Falling back um, on what might feel easy and yeah. challenge yourself. And not be daunted by it, too, because sometimes yeah. just, like, making a little bit of a a different – approaching things in a different way can sometimes be daunting because it's just, like, a whole new way of thinking. And, um, I, yeah, as this, as this is being, like, a um, guiding song, it seems like it's, it's saying this is what I would advise someone who's a younger kid in this case I guess it's a kid named Matt yeah um, saying you know like keep up your creative spirit and um, keep things fresh with the way that you think we're uh, we're talking with Kendra of Kendra and the Bunnies here on cover to cover with Matt Tarka and uh, Kendra I've got to ask you this question about cover art Uh to close our episode. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, what do you think about this album cover? I mean, album covers still continue to support so many facets of, of music, um, whether it's, you know, vinyl record, cassette tape, um, you know, any sort of digital release. When you look at this, when you look at this cover, what, um, what kinds of like thoughts, feelings, or emotions, um, come to mind? when you see this, do you feel like it's a good representation of the music you're about to experience? I think it's a wonderful representation of the music. I think the first thing I thought when I saw it, like I mentioned, I was in my teenage years when I first heard this album, I was like, whoa, that's so trippy, man. Um, So the art is based off of an actual piece of art by Aki Yoshi. Kitoka, um, who is a graphic illusion artist who uses this repetitive graphic paired with the black and white um, in the leaves shape that create this optical illusion that the leaves are moving. So the original piece of art was made with brown leaves and then and a green background, and they changed it to a purple background with green leaves. Um, so when you're holding up the artwork or if you – you know, just, like, Google it and look online, it looks like the leaves are growing and shrinking and, like, moving around next mm. to each other. And it's just on the full vinyl. I had a vinyl version of this album, and mm-hmm. it's just, was like, it, you know, the leaves are moving all over. It's all that same piece of art, repetitive pa- pattern on the front and on the back. It feels like, the yeah, these leaves are sort of in continuous motion, and that... um when I was listening to this the whole way through, there there are no breaks in the action, so to speak. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it's, I I feel like that's kind of cool. Like just world and the world and 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 songs and ideas and just general creative thought are constantly in some sort of perpetual motion. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, and they're all moving pieces, and yet. Stationary. I mean, the album has so much movement to it and yeah. so much life. And it has informed so much of my life, too. Like, the many times I've listened to this album and all the things going on when I've listened to it or when I was driving during those times and just, you know, because, like, listening to an album in the car and, like, journeying and there's just so many memories that come with this. And yet mm-hmm. it's a... And yet it's a particular piece of art that informs so much of my life. So it's kind of even like similar to these leaves that are stationary on the front, and yet they have like so much movement to it. You know, it's an album that goes on like my my CD rack, and yet 
it is so active in my life and different moments of it. Kendra Mickey, it has been a real pleasure to talk with you today. Thank you so much for taking time to, to talk about this record by Animal Collective that, you know, it sounds like continues to mean so much to you and affect uh, affect you and, you know, even your music in such a deeply profound way. So thanks for making the time to be here. Thanks for having me. It's been great to share about my love for this album. So thank you. All right. Thanks so much to Kendra Mickey for taking some time to stop by the program today. For all of you listeners out there, thank you so much. And please remember to hit that subscribe button on that device in which you listen to your favorite podcast, whether it's Google Play, Apple, Stitcher, or TuneIn. Take a moment to tell friends and family about our show. Let us know how much you like the show by giving us a good rating. That'll certainly help us appear higher in search results. And as always, feel free to drop us a line at hello at covertocoverconversations.com. Intro and outro music of our podcast is produced by Jarrett Nicolay at Mixtape Studios in Northern Virginia. We hope you discovered some new music, perhaps rekindled your love for an old forgotten song, and shared a good moment with us as we continue to sonically explore a world from cover to cover. 